Welcome to Stumbling Through Enlightenment. We'd like to thank you for your continued support. Unfortunately, COVID has hit our little podcast and we have not been able to record any new material. This week, we will be listening to one of our most popular episodes from this last year. We hope that we will be back very soon to bring you fresh content and new subject matter. We hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you. Warning, the podcast you are about to listen to is explicit. We are here to talk about our lives, the great times, the messy times, but let's be honest, we learn from those messy times. Content may be triggering as we explore together our lives, spirituality, trauma, recovery, and growth. Welcome to Stumbling Through Enlightenment. I'm Jason. And I'm Edward. Every day we are working through our shit. And today we invite you to work through some of yours with us. Let me give you a quick rundown on what we're going to do in today's episode. The first part of the episode is where Ed and I talk about what's going on in our day-to-day lives and where you'll be able to hear how we support each other's growth. During the second portion, Ed and I will have a deep dive discussion topic ranging from self-awareness, metaphysics, mental health, personal discovery, and much more. So Jason, how are how are things going for this week? You know, I had a good old-fashioned traditional monumental panic attack a couple of weeks ago. Oh my. I did. My uh oh, my poor wife. She I have this thing. I have this particular issue and Mm -hmm. i'm not going to get too specific about it because it's you know it's i haven't talked to her about sharing this or whatever yeah but i have this thing and it impedes something that she wants to do with her life right and i feel horrible about it but i haven't been able to fix or heal that part of myself so whenever this subject comes up, you know, it's either just kind of like passed along really quick or, yeah. you know, I have these reactions. So part of her new job mm-hmm. includes this type of thing. Oh. So I have been working for over a year now to prepare myself for that. Okay. Yep. So the other day we have this conversation and, you know, she says something uh, about doing this, this thing. And it wasn't in relationship to work. It was just doing it. Yeah. Right. And as it was coming out, like I had everything in my, in me, like prepping to be like, all right, I can do this. I can handle this. Yeah. I can do this. Cause I thought it was going to be work. And then it wasn't. Oh, and then it was like all of that. I can do it quickly. Just swung right back and uh. hit me like a fucking rail car. I mean, I was, I couldn't breathe. I felt like I was having a heart attack. 
like I was totally losing can my body was going away completely oh I wow mean, there were a couple of times where I think I think I actually I think it got frightening for her at one point unfortunately because I was so unaware I mean we were trying to watch a show and this is probably like two and a half hours after me trying to just tell myself I'm not gonna die you know right like so time had gone by you know it's not like five minutes later right right it wasn't fresh fresh you know so we're watching this show and like apparently there were at least two times where she was like almost yelling my name and I was just somewhere else oh my like so now I've been dealing with feeling shitty that I have that reaction yeah feeling shitty that i'm causing this limitation for her Mm -hmm. you know just totally like dumping on myself about it and not really being able to to be gentle with myself about where i am with it yeah if that makes sense yes so i told her i'd you know, obviously she was very concerned. She wanted me to talk to my therapist about it. So right. I told her I would do that. Um, but I had met with my therapist like the day before. Mm-hmm. And we meet every two weeks. So it's been a while. You know what yep. I mean? Like it's had time to sit. And unfortunately, I think she would have wanted me to like see her that next day. You know, kind right. of a thing. But <clears throat> everything settled down a bit. Um you know, she, we talked about it probably three or four days later. I was able to talk about it at least to a point where I could kind of dip my toe in, you right. know, with, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk to my therapist about this, but I, I don't know that I'm ready for it right now. Yeah. You know, and that's hard, you know, because you feel like shit because, you're saying no to a situation that should be a yes. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so there's that. But I don't know. It just feels, it feels very fresh and it's definitely something that I am, um, that I'm, kind of hyper aware of right now yeah absolutely well i mean fortunately if i mean it can be fortunate you know fortunately you guys have been together long enough that you can kind of work through it or you can at least understand where the other person is to a certain extent yeah i mean we're not going to be divorcing over it right yeah (laughs) no 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 i mean it's just a it's a it's a normal um it's it's nothing that's that would that's that dramatic right right but it feels like that especially if you're you know confronted with a trauma or confronted with a a trigger like that um for me it it feels i just feel like more of a disappointment than it having that much of an impact on the relationship Mm -hmm. i feel like it has more of an impact on her life yeah than the relationship do you know what i mean i feel like i'm limiting something for her that she should have the opportunity to do right 
Right. And so how is that like, because this is, this is not something that I've had to really deal with. I mean, how does that, like you say, you're, you're, you're shitting a lot on yourself for it. Yeah. Is it, is it the, the, like the fight of like, you know, I really should be able to say yes to this. I really should be able to do this. I, what, what, why am I, you know, what what does that look like? That's it. Is it? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's the, you know, I'm too broken to fix this. Like, you know, that kind of a thought. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The closest thing that I've experienced to anything like that is the, the, the one major relationship that I was in, I would still flinch when I was being touched upon occasion. Yeah. And that of course was, you know, I, and, and I beat myself up over that. And that was, I mean, it's not small, but it's relatively small in my mind compared to, you know, um, and of course we weren't together. We didn't have the history that you and, you know, you and Jessica do. So, um, that eventually is part of the, part of the breakup piece. But, um, how do you, I mean, I don't even know how you would go through that. I mean, how, how do you, I'm finding out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm finding out. So when do you, when do you get to talk to your therapist again? Uh, tomorrow. Oh, oh good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it would have happened two weeks from Wednesday. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. We're going to meet up tomorrow. I have a, a good routine there. I go to a clinical meeting and then I have an hour and then I have therapy. So like, it's good to block out that, that morning. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to go, I'm going to, I've got another project that I'm working on that we talked about this at another check-in that I've got this project going on. Yeah. So, um, now I'm kind of using this experience as an excuse not to do that. <laughs> not to work in that. <laughs> so I did pick up the VCR, but yeah, then this happened. Right. You know, right. so there there was no there was no rush to use the VCR. Right. So, so that yeah. begs another question, because like for me, I'm finding, you know, as I'm as I'm working through the therapy things, you know, something will come up and I'm supposed to be working on it. And yeah. then something else will come up and I'm like. Well, I didn't really want to work on this first thing anyway. Right, right. You know, so do Back you have burner, to... right? <laughs> you know, I mean, how yeah. do you prioritize which piece of your mental health you're going to work on today? You know, I, I actually have an answer for that. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, I think it's what you want the most out of. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do. I want to prioritize seeing myself and being able to realize who that child was versus who, you know, my 39 year old brain sees him as, Mm -hmm. or do I want to work on this piece of me that's damaged to be able to function better? Right. And for me, the priority is the tapes still. Yeah. Because I think in seeing that child i might be able to get something in this other place which is that that blocked place in the relationship yeah that is just like a hard wall for me Mm -hmm. and has been so i have awareness of this dysfunction in the relationship yeah but I've also worked on everything around it and still not been able to work on it Gotcha. So instead of driving my head back into that wall, 
I think I'm going to go and see if doing this other side bit of work helps something over there break in that wall. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go back to a core, a core. Yeah. So for me, I mean, in that it's, it's a little bit more complicated, but I'm prioritizing the foundational work so that hopefully I can, I can get more work there because I've already done a lot of work there with no avail. Right. You know, versus, you know, do I want to, uh, you know, work on loving myself versus do I want to work on, you know, having my um, voice be heard. Right. Right. So those, you know, what's more important to me? Mine would be the voice. Right. I'd work on the voice. You know what I mean? Like. But that's who I am. That's who I would I would feel like I wanted most out of. Gotcha. So yeah, yeah, I would just look at you know what you want the most right. from whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. I I I'm still I still struggle with it. You know, it it feels sometimes very. I don't want to say overwhelming, but overwhelming. You know, like sometimes. Well, it's a decision. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah, and we know that my decisions. I don't right. Like decisions. You struggle with that. Right. Right. So. So that becomes problematic, you know, one or two I can usually work with, but sometimes, you know, I have weeks where like, okay, I'm working on this, I'm working on this, I'm working on this. And then these three things came up at the same time because a lot of this is still very fresh for me in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, Well, and it's, it's very, um, so (laughs) you're Capricorn. Yes. (laughs) I'm a water sign. Yes, you are. Yep. So in, I don't have even the consciousness of what I'm working on, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Like, you have the awareness of I'm working on A, B, and C. Right. I'm having the awareness of the feeling that's coming in, and then as it comes in, I'm being aware of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, I still compartmentalize. Yeah, the the, The intellectualizing. The earthiness of that is just way too much for me. Yep. I intellectualize and compartmentalize all of it because, you know, that, that's, yeah. that's how we go. You know, yeah. That's how we do yeah. things. If we're working on one, two, three. Right. Do we have to add four? Right. Versus <laughs> you know? which one of four do I feel like feeling? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and my, my therapist is actually, we, we had talked about a little bit about that too. And, and oh, yeah? my therapist has, has actually, you know, started helping me feel my way through some things, you know. So yeah. like. Good. Um. Well, like, like the, we, we talked about last week that, you know, the, the COVID shot, you know, yeah. like, like intellectually, I was intellectualizing and I'm like, well, I should get it and the, this and that and so on and so forth. And I'm like, I was really having a real hard time where my emotions and my feeling of the situation versus the intellectualization of the situation was butting heads against each yeah. other, you know, so really going into that, that feeling space. Yeah. Um, yeah. And where my, where I've worked on my body relaxing, um, which is really really been amazing and also interesting to be more body aware yeah um because i didn't and i've said it before i didn't realize that how unbody aware i was yeah you yeah know? yeah um but in in those conscious moments specifically of those relaxations the next piece and the next step is now to allow the emotions to to exist without you know a physical reaction to them and yeah. so just to experience them yeah um which 
eh, we don't really like so much, <laughs> you know? I mean... Well, it's, it's better than vomiting. Well, I guess that's true, but... I, or in your case, gagging. Right. Oh, yes, I know. That's a that's a thing. That that hasn't happened for a while, thankfully, but... Well, know. it probably wouldn't anymore. Right. And if you've moved past needing that level of intervention to feel yeah you wouldn't need that level of enter you know what i mean yeah absolutely like if you're feeling before that happens it doesn't need to get there right right i don't need to 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 connect with that body piece so yeah yeah because you're already connected with your because i'm already connected with my body spending time with there and that's an interesting it's just a very interesting thing um i bet um, new worlds <laughs> i bet you know. i bet you you have lived a long time yeah yeah like that yeah one of the 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 themes and and i know that you can you can relate to this too just in general but you know it's it's very interesting to not know what you don't know yeah you know it's it's uh i've yeah. had conversations with my mom about this too you know it's like i didn't know Right. And you didn't know that you didn't know because you didn't know. Right. Because you've never even seen whatever it is. Right. You can't yeah. be in somebody else's body. Right. You right. can only be in your own. Yeah. And and it for me it manifests a lot with like I want to know how this feels. But how do I know how it feels if I don't know how it feels? You know what I mean? Like how do I figure out if I'm there if I don't know how it feels? How do I, you know, experience it if I don't know how it feels? So like how do I you know, and that just becomes that intellectual like cesspool. That hurts you know. my mind. Yeah, I know. Well Yeah. Where do you think my panic attacks usually come from? You know? Right. Anxiety like, attacks. How does something like... feel? How am I supposed to feel? Right. Right. Uh, versus just feeling. Right. And that's how you're supposed to feel. Exactly. Exactly. But I want to compare it to somebody else. You wow. know? Yeah. So that's what the relaxation thing is. And then, and then bringing in the emotions and, yeah. you know, thinking of specific situations, you know, and, and really feeling how that works, which has also come across very differently too, which is also like, so, um, you know, you and I have, have had a, an interesting rough but interesting year. Yeah. Um, and, and really sitting with some of that, which I've only now after this whole year have gotten to, um, to be able to really sit with that and, and figuring it out. Like what part of me is, is so broken, you know, that I don't, I don't necessarily like I want, but I don't want, like, how do I, you know, like I don't miss people. Like, yeah. This is a thing for me. You know, that yeah. was, that was one of the things that, that we were dealing with and that's why this all came up but you know wanting to spend time with another person is it just any person or is it like a specific person yeah you know and why do i want to spend time with them you know and how does that make me feel and and whatnot so right what motivates that desire yeah yeah so exploring that is you know has been has been interesting it is it really is but you know it's it's also very eye-opening you know and, and that compartmentalization for me of like the different people in my life that I spend time with, you know, and we've talked about this, the transactional uh, yeah. interactions, you know, and, and why I have to keep them transactional versus, you know, just showing up at your house or showing up at my friend Katie's house or showing up at my friend Jerry's house and just, yeah. you know, whatever. But it's, it's been interesting because of the behaviors that I see all around that. You know, things like I have to call first. 
Yeah. You know, I could never show up at anybody's house and just show up. I have to call first because I need to make sure that it's okay that I'm there, you know? And, yeah. it's, and no matter how many times I've been told, um, you know, oh, yeah, show up anytime, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So have you had any progress with it? I mean, it, you... You've talked. You've talked about something like this. I think in like our third or fourth episode. Yeah. Like, do you have you seen any insight over the year, or are you saying that you were like somewhere else doing some other work, and now you're just getting to look at that stuff? Um, I so I have found for myself that, um, and and this is healthy or not healthy. It, it is definitely draining. Um but keeping something in mind. So like being aware of this and just continuing being aware of this, because I carry all of those things, anything that I'm quote unquote working on or anything that I'm, you know, dealing with, I'll keep awareness of it. And like over the last year, I've been questioning, 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 but haven't actually sat to feel out the answers. Um, I haven't allowed my space, my time, Myself. You've just had the judgment. You've not had the integration and feeling. Okay. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, so, that makes perfect sense. So that's now what I'm working on. So this is a fairly fresh thing at Good. this point, is that integration piece um, and allowing myself to really just, instead of questioning why I don't feel this way, like explore the emotions around it. What are the anxieties around it? And then, right. you know, versus what I'm feeling and what, are, what, what really are those blocks? But I really, you know, questioning that. I feel like I'm not making sense, but it's it's very interesting. Like in questioning that, I'm holding it at bay, so I'm not able to experience what those blocks are or how they feel. Right, right. You're in judgment of it. Yeah, that's questioning of it is the judgment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if you're in judgment, you can't feel and integrate because that's what judgment does. It keeps it at that level. Yeah, yeah. It's the dichotomy of of all of these things. You know, like you think that if you question is how you figure things out. No, you have to just sit there and feel it. And then, and then the answer comes. Well, one of the things that somebody told me forever ago, and I don't think it's true at all. I think it's just his interpretation, but it sat with me forever Mm -hmm. is that the difference between judgment and discernment is you feel discernment judgment. You think, so again, I don't think that's really what the two words, you know, right. but it's, that was his interpretation. And it's always set with me that like, am I judging this? Am I questioning this? Or am I feeling this? Is this discerning? You know? Yeah. And that's always been a, Were, just a they, reminder for me. Did they have a religious background? They did. They yeah. did. Yeah. 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 Which is, I think where that came from. Right. And, and it's, it's funny because that actually just came up in my life like within the last couple of weeks that question specifically judgment versus and questioning versus discernment and what really is discernment yeah you know um and uh because my discernment was questioned and i'm sitting here going like how could you question my discernment this is my <laughs> discernment you know this is this is you because know. you have bad boundaries right? that's how you can question right my... <laughs> i mean like <laughs> Right, and and at some point in your life, you'll be there, right? Right. Where you're, you're able to see that it's their issue. Right. Not yours. Right. Well, so that's another thing that happens to me is like everything that happens, I go back to my therapist. I'm like, is this normal? 
Yeah. Should I, should I, should yeah. I worry about this? Yeah. You know, should I, should I, oh God, you know. Yeah. Like, how does this. Spend 90% of your appointment looking for approval. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, and that, I, I've noticed that, and he called me on that last week, yeah. is that uh, there are times when I am literally just looking for approval from the guy who supposedly has a psychiatric, well, no, he does have a psychiatric degree, you know, so, like, he should, yeah. he should know if this is normal or right. not. Right. <laughs> just want to know that I'm normal. Sometimes. Oh my god. <laughs> Aww. And that's why the road to mental health is a journey right. and not a couple of appointments. Not a destination. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I spend I think I get into the trap with my therapist where I'm like, uh, I'm just gonna go bitch again. I don't wanna go oh, it probably sounds so negative all the time. Yep. Like and then I have to remind myself, that's why this is a paid relationship. Right, exactly. I'm paying her to listen to me <laughs> bitch and whine. Yeah, yeah. And my therapist is good. I mean, if I, she'll call me right out on it and yeah. say the same thing. Like, you know, she's just, she's a good therapist. Right. But yeah, I get into that trap of not wanting to keep my therapy appointments because I feel like I'm just going to bitch again. Right. And, you know, who wants to listen to me bitch for an hour? Right. I don't. <laughs> right. So. You know, or or the other side of that for me, because I, I, I've thought of that too. I was like, I get done a therapy appointment. I'm like, I just bitched again. It's just that. And then I have to remind myself, like you said. But then the other pieces, sometimes I'll, I'll get on the, on, on the, because I do mine by Zoom. So I get on the Zoom appointment. I'm like, hi and he's like hi and i'm like okay i got nothing you know because i'm like totally disassociated right, or like right. whatever and uh those appointments the ones where i'm like totally i got nothing often end up being some of the most interesting ones what does he do when you do that um we start with he warms me up basically so like he starts with a little bit of small talk um and we get to a point where you know he like asks me things like how's my anxiety and, and and how's my depression which of course is you know standard but then he'll ask me like little things about the weekend based yeah. upon like the last week that we, what we talked about you know plans because he's constantly asking me how i'm going how i'm working on self-care what i'm going to do for self-care because yeah. that's a big thing for me and uh he's like well did this happen how did that work you know da 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 and it'll just get me to start talking a little bit and then that will usually come up with something you know somewhere in that uh conversation about what was going on for a week it, during the week i usually can find a trigger of something to work on yeah or the reason why i'm shut down in that moment um and it's just basically it's just getting me to start talking yeah you know and that works really really well nice and then we can work on it um, or at least talk about it and I can get it out and we can say, oh yeah, this or that, or have you thought about this or, you know, what's this piece there? Yeah. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It, it's funny because it's like a Zen. He's in, in some ways I, I sit there and I go, well, he's not really a great therapist. And it's because I don't always feel like we're doing work, work, you know, like, and of course, yeah, being the Capricorn. instead of you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Did I make the right choice about my therapist? Right. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but he's like a Zen master in a lot of ways. Like yeah. he'll just, you know, I won't notice that we're working until we're working. And I'm like, oh shit, fuck you, man. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is a good therapist. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good is. Therapist. I've gone trying to think not, it, it's been hard, uh, remote to mm -hmm. do it for me. 
But I remember going to her office before and just... Because she has different techniques that she uses also. Yeah. She uses some energetic techniques and this really, really cool process that, like, has a book and you ask a bunch of questions and it leads to these other questions and there's, like, this crystal light torch that you use and you put it on certain areas in your body, like uh, like acupuncture areas, you know? And that sounds really cool. I loved it. I loved it. Right. And there were times that I would, I would go in there and I would just tell her I was, I just felt too frazzled. I felt too whatever to talk. Yeah. And she'd, we'd pull that book out and she'd start with that feeling and lead to these questions and I'd answer the questions. And then, I mean, it takes about an hour to do it. So. Right. It would usually fill the session, and I would always walk away feeling so much better. Yeah. 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 That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do appreciate that about my therapist. Is she has lots of different tools. You know, we've, we use EMDR. We use several energy techniques. You know, she does the um, tapping. Yeah. Um, EFT. That, EFT, yeah. Yeah. Um, she does a lot of acupuncture type stuff or acupressure type stuff. I don't know. She's she's good at what she does. She's got a really good toolbox for me. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's very awesome. A good therapist is an important yeah. thing to have. Yeah. It's time to strap in for this week's deep dive. So, one of the things that I really enjoy in the podcast world is my BDSM kink podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So, you might get some stories about, you know, experiences. You might get some stories about kink, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. So, in my, in my listening to these and enjoying these stories, I often wonder whether or not it would be a helpful practice in trauma... Mm-hmm. And working with trauma to experience this community. Yeah. And initially, okay, so I'll start off with this. I personally don't like violence, mm-hmm. right? I don't like violence as part of sex. Okay. Because for me, that is too triggering, right? It's too uncomfortable it's not something i feel safe with now there are things i do feel safe with Mm -hmm. right so one of the things that i think is amazing about what i'm learning about this community is that everything is based on typically a pre-agreed um you know, limits, boundaries. Yeah, it's a contract is generally right. what they call it. Yeah. So in in that context, I mean, you could go to, you know, a, a party with several people and you are controlling your limits in a safe and fairly healthy environment throughout the entire experience yeah like you're never getting to that point where you're uncomfortable 
because you're not going there or being asked to go there to begin with because you have established that you don't want to go there. Right. So I'm wondering if, is that a helpful tool? Would Mm -hmm. it be a helpful tool? I mean, if you were, say you were someone that, you know, you felt that you didn't want to have sex at all because of your trauma. Yeah. You could go and be a voyeur. Yeah. And just experience other people experiencing sex, you know, or whatever it is they're experiencing. Yeah. And that might trigger you, you know, which wouldn't be good. I You'd learn something from it. I mean, we all get triggered by things. This is kind of like intentionally triggering, but... You know, it might do that, or you might be able to become more comfortable in that environment, which might open up other things to you. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you had asked me five years ago about this, I would have been like, you know, I don't like getting beat up while I'm having sex. You know what I mean? Right. there's so much more to that you know there's there is the the dominance and the the sadism and the you know the the whole that whole part is part of it mm-hmm. but at the same time there's role play so what if i'm a trauma survivor and i want to okay so what if i'm a trauma survivor and I act out sexually, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm trying to gain control back of my sexuality from my abuser, right? Yeah. What if I were able to do that with a safe, healthy person acting this out versus putting myself in dangerous situations to control it where I may be re-victimized? Right. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Is it safer to go to one of these situations and role play that? Yeah. Sexually. Yeah. You know, so that you have the control. And maybe in that you would be the dominant party. Right. You know, because you would control it. And I've also read about that is that, well, I haven't read about it. I listened to it. But sometimes that dominance piece is really about having that control so that you can be comfortable. Yeah. Versus that submissive piece is often about releasing control so that you can feel comfortable. Yep. So it would really allow a person within this community, which is very fluid, to explore power dynamics. It would allow them to explore boundaries. It would allow them to explore soft versus hard boundaries, which in this context has nothing to do with penises. Right. So a soft boundary is a boundary that you you kind of think you have, but you might be willing to try kind of a thing. Hard boundary would be no, not yeah. going to do it. You know what I mean? There are people from what I've listened to. I mean, there are some people that have gone their entire lives with having like a blowjob because that's what they like right and that's what they want so they go to these things and that's what they do right you know what i mean and that person is so afraid of engaging in sex vaginally or anally yeah right but they like sex so they want to be part of it 
So they've been able to avoid the trauma of that by putting themselves in situations where there's this level of consent. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it, it's a very, it seems to be in, in its healthiest way, a very sex positive way to explore sexuality and to explore the power dynamics within sexuality. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. I mean, I, I question whether that is something that, um, you know, would be helpful to someone who is a sexual abuse survivor. Yeah. So when you brought this up, Jason, um, I had, I have been looking into this community for probably about, I don't know, three, four years now. Um, you know, touching it and then walking away and, and, you know, just, just trying to understand it, but also trying to overcome my own aversion to it due to my trauma, yeah. you know, and, and my, my issues with sexuality as it is. Um, and then you brought this up and I was like, you know, I, I haven't come at it from that point of view necessarily, you know, it's been in the back of my mind, but yeah. So, um, I being the Capricorn that I am, we've, we've talked about this just recently, you know, I did a bunch of research and I looked up a bunch of stuff. Did you? Uh, No, 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 you don't buy porn anymore. It's free on the internet. (laughs) Um, but, uh, so I, I looked into the psychological pieces of this and I, I, I looked up things like, you know, the benefits for trauma survivors as and, and also the opposite of that, which is, you know, what, what are the, the downfalls? And they're, the downfall, major downfall that I came up with um, or that I've seen over and over again is the potential of getting into a relationship that is not uh, as trusting as it should be, where a dom will... Um, take advantage of it and they're not a real dom because the the roles within within bdsm are very strict and there is a lot of love and self-care and compassion for both sides of the equation and there are a lot of people now starting to to uh really speak out about you know if you're in a a a, a subdominant relationship and the dom does not respect your boundaries it's not a healthy relationship get the fuck out right it's abusive it's abusive at that point so so the major problem or challenge is to make sure that you're in a healthy um subdominant relationship otherwise the re-traumatization can happen there you know and then the other focus which is important is the aftercare and and that's a that's a, a piece that they talk about fairly frequently, you know. After a scene, <clears throat> which is you know the the role play that you talked about, yeah, it is important that there be aftercare, and the aftercare is predominantly for the sub, but also for the dom. Yeah, you know, there, there's there's two sides of that aftercare, and without that, then you are also again in a very unhealthy relationship and it is necessary to bring you back to homeostasis and to process what you've just gone through both sexually and emotionally and physically you know all of those spaces um so so can i explain in a less clinical way what you're talking about Oh, yes absolutely so aftercare is when the dominant um person and the submissive person if it's that type of scene or after a scene, the two people come together 
as humans, not the insane people. Right. And they cuddle, they kiss, they might cook each other a meal or or do something to nurture each other is what they're doing that time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I thought that was beautiful. I mean that it's that... it's it's one of the most beautiful pieces of it for yeah. me. Especially when you consider that, <clears throat> you know, this person could be beating the shit out of this other person. Yep. But they both like it. Yeah. And that's what they want. Yeah. You know, but afterwards I would I as a dominant I would need to I think be a dominant person mm-hmm. because A, that's my personality, but on top of that I would need the control. Yeah. I would need the control. If it was someplace you know what? I don't even know that I would need the control. I would need to not be controlled, if that makes sense. Yeah. That is a trigger for me, yeah. to be controlled. <clears throat> um, but as that person, you know, if I, you know, spanked my wife or, you know, slapped her or, or whipped her or whatever, you know, they don't, I don't think they do it, like, for real, real. But I do know sometimes they use knives to cut people, mm-hmm. and they do that for real. Yeah. Um, so part of that aftercare, you know, is maybe putting a dressing on that, on that cut or, you know, just kind of coming together and loving each other and remembering that there's this nurturing side of the relationship as well. Exactly. So in the context that you're talking about, about, you know, confronting trauma and healing trauma, because they're actually, I was surprised that there is as much out there as there is on it. Um, so it, I started coming across a couple of stories and the one that comes up, uh, the, the one that came up multiple searches was this woman who had been a rape victim of multiple rapes mm-hmm. and she healed the fear of that she went through through a BDSM relationship and being the sub yeah. and learning to be able to trust again. You know, yeah, and that's that makes a sense. major piece of this. The the sex positive movement. Yeah. Um, not being afraid of sex, not being afraid of talking about it, not being afraid or treating it as if it's something, you know, taboo. You yeah. know, it's it's not. It's something that is necessary for life. It's something that is necessary for our mental health. Mm-hmm. you know all of those things yep. so hopefully that will be changing absolutely so they did a um uh a study of I know, like 1500 people in 2020 and uh they were the one of the one of the the stigmatisms around um the bdsm community is that people who have had um, trauma in their childhood um, or in their formative years are more likely to 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 find themselves in these types of, of relationships yeah and uh, they did a study of like I said 1500 people in 2020 that um, did a background of the traumatic uh, experiences and also people that were and were not in BDSM relationships. And they found that there is no correlation. 
So there is no more, there are no more people that find themselves in this due to trauma in the past yeah. than people who don't find themselves in this due to trauma in the past. The- because the sad reality is that so many fucking people have experienced trauma. trauma. Yeah. 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 The other thing that they realized or they found is that, or they have a couple of things that they found is that one, um, people in BDSM relationships are more aware of their attachment styles. Yeah. Than people who are not. Yeah. And, um, that they're oftentimes people in BDSM relationships are healthier. Um, emotionally and cognitively and psychologically than people who are not yeah um because of the trust because they're they're they tend to be more extroverted they tend yeah. to be more confident the only thing that they did find uh is a spike in the um i can't remember which attachment style it is now it's 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 one of the um uh, it's the one where it, yep uh-huh that there it's <laughs> The one where you're you're a little more fearful, you're a little more timid, um, attachment style. Insecure. Insecure. Yes, that's it. Okay. Uh, in there was there was a spike in insecurity in subs, but when they they move out into the world, that it it doesn't equate. You know what I mean? Huh. Okay. So it, it was it's a it was a very interesting study, and I just scratched the surface of it. Yeah. Um, but. It is being starting to it is started to being looked at and there are some groups out there available that are talking about what you're talking about, you know. Yeah, and it it makes sense to me that trauma survivors would be attracted to this. Yeah. You know, if it's understood in that sex positive manner. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was a big shift for me is that prior to educating myself about this you know, my thought was it's, you know, the dominant, the sub, the one beats the other. Right. Like, or one is, you know, the slave of the other. Like, and none of that sounded interesting to me. Right. Yeah. But as I've learned more there, I can see a really healthy way to grow within that practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've always had a dark um, fascination with it. You yeah, know, that's that's always been one of my like little things, you know, um, and wondering what it was like and wondering why anybody would be drawn to it and and, you know, what the pieces of it were. So um, a number of years ago, uh, I actually had contact with uh, a woman that dabbled you know and so we had very serious conversations about dominant versus um subs and that's when i started really looking into it you know yeah. really looking at it and and really discovering some some things about me like what i you know where i would be with that and you know i guess if if you know thrown into that situation thrown into that situation choosing that situation <laughs> sorry you know it would be you know there there are these like like to make this forced right yes. sexuality right yeah absolutely <laughs> but you know choosing that type of, of of relationship there is a gradient area so like you know a lot of people uh, a lot of those relationships are the sub is the sub is the sub is the sub the dom is the dom is the dom is the dom but there are switches yeah um so they take turns which is cool. Um, and that was that was a preconceived notion that I did not have. You know, like I had the sub as the sub, the dom as the dom. 
And uh, then when I found out more about the switches, that 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 was appealing to me because then I uh, I would be able to experience both the dominant power, which I'm afraid of, yeah, and the submissive power or the submissive set, which I'm also afraid of, but only because of the trust issues, you yeah. know. So like to be able to work on both of those things. It, it would be very interesting so now i think in my head i was like well now you know <laughs> is this something that that would be interesting well <laughs> interesting you're so intellectual i know about i'm this. trying well because this it's is so funny well because this so this whole idea this whole sexuality piece of course is uncomfortable for yeah me, so you know. yeah so i mean i <laughs> I think that's part of where this is coming from. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you've never tried it, you don't know. Right. And I I wonder if that's why that's so attractive to you is because you want to try both. Yeah. And I don't think wanting to try both means you have to be somebody that tries both all the time. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, yep. I think trying to even identify what you like prior to experiencing it mm -hmm. is totally pointless that's probably right true. that really is the attraction of that community is because it's one it's so fluid and yeah. it's so accepting and if you are with people that you trust and you yeah. know it, it is it is a very and it, it it's is a, a great way to learn sex yeah it's a very loving experience i mean a loving environment you know and yeah. a very accepting environment so yeah i I, you know, to, to your first question, yes, I really do think that, and I didn't know this before, but now I'm starting to really think that that really is, uh, an avenue to help heal through sexual trauma. Yeah. You know, I mean, at least for me, this is something that I'm on one level or another going to try to look at, you know, because it's something that interests me. hope you enjoyed the show today remember you can always reach out to us through our facebook page at stumbling through enlightenment follow us on twitter at stumbling t-h-r-o-u-2 go to our website to check out more episodes and information about us personally that is stumbling through enlightenment dot squarespace dot com you can also reach out to us directly at stumblingthroughenlightenment at gmail.com. That's it for today. Have a great week.